Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green. I'm your host, JT, and you're listening to us here on AM860, The Answer in Portland, KSEY, and Wichita Falls Golf News Network, and a couple more undisclosed locations around the planet. This segment of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and Ben Hogan Golf, home of the Hogan Demo Program. No risk, no obligation. Check it out online at benhogangolf.com. Well, it's that time of year. And it's actually, it's been a couple of years. So uh, the Portland Golf Show is coming to town. And um, we're talking with uh, Kirk Turtolo today from Varsity Communications. Uh, he finally got to sit down for a few minutes because he's been chatting around the country uh, weeks on end doing other golf shows. Kirk, how are you? I'm doing great. Appreciate your time today. It's fun to be on the show. No problem. We had to uh, forego the Portland golf show for what a year or two there. Uh, 2021. Yeah. One yeah. Year. Yeah. And that's a tough deal. I mean, there's a lot of people around here who really look forward to that show. I I'm one of them. Um, but gosh, you know, it was like, uh, it was strange because one of the things we could do during the pandemic was play golf. Right. You know, we could get outside, we could play golf, we could do all that. And then, all of a sudden the golf show wasn't there. So we were all kind of scratching our heads, I guess, shopping online or something, but uh, it did that. How, how we'll talk about the actual show in a second here, but how did that affect um, you guys in your planning stages and with the sponsors and all that stuff? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's been an interesting ride through the pandemic and uh, we were having our best year of shows ever in 2020. We'd just come off of, the Portland show in late February when COVID hit uh, the very next week in Seattle, which is our hometown. And we were doing the Seattle show and ended up doing one day and closing it down for safety. And then the rest of our shows that year were postponed then canceled on the East coast. And since then, you know, we've been, we, you can't do a large scale consumer show really pretty much anywhere um, until uh, this year. And many of our uh, friends in the golf show business still aren't doing their shows this year. There's only mm -hmm. a few. We're actually producing five across the country. We've done three in the last three weeks. And, uh, and then we have Portland uh, will be our final one, our fifth and final show at the end of March. But um, so it's been an interesting ride watching how golf has absolutely boomed. I mean, new participation is up 20 
to 30%, I've heard estimates. Right. Everywhere you go, everybody's playing, they're buying equipment, they're traveling for golf, they're buying, you can't find golf equipment anywhere in the country. It's just, it's just bonkers for the sport, which is, I hate to say it, a, a great thing out of the pandemic, you know, so right. harm and suffering has happened because of that. But I am, I guess there's some silver lining that some things have gone well and golf being one of them. I know we had um, Scott White. Uh, they support the show, but it had him on. He comes on once or twice a year to kind of give us an overview of the golf business side of things. And, you know, they were having similar issues. They're caught up now, but, you know, they couldn't get product. Everything they got in and created was right back out the door to people uh, with orders and, you know, replacement clubs or whatever. And it, it's really an interesting dynamic that you couldn't, something is taking off again, because uh, golf's not new, of course, but then that you can't get your hands on stuff. Even golf balls it was tough to get some golf, certain brands of golf balls and stuff. It's, it's a, all the sectors of the supply chain in golf. I, I work with simulator companies. They have overwhelming demand. People want these simulators installed in their homes and they can't get the parts to golf balls, to golf right. clubs. All of that is, you know, in the short term, I think it's going to continue on for the rest of this year, but uh, it'll bounce back and that those, you know, the supply will match the demand here, I think within the next 12 plus months. Oh, I think so. I think so. Kirk, how long have you been doing this? Our company has been around since 1985. We uh, had always been into sports and sports marketing in the world of adult softball and youth soccer. And then in the mid-90s, we connected with the Pacific Northwest Golf Association and John Bodenhammer, who now is, uh, I think, number two at USGA, uh, was the executive director. And we started mm -hmm. publishing Pacific Northwest Golfer Magazine on behalf right. of the NGA. And then conceived the idea of a golf show in Seattle and produced that for many years. Uh, from there, we just really, I caught the golf bug personally at that point in my life uh, by the late 90s, early 2000s. And we just went crazy in golf. We started producing shows all over the, the West Coast. We, we came to Portland and bought the show from the original owners and took that over in the late 2008-9 timeframe. Uh, we're going to have our 28th year now, but we do shows now all over the United States from the West Coast to the East Coast. We have golf magazines, including Cascade Golfer Magazine in the Seattle area and, and a Destination Magazine called Destination Golfer. We distribute once a year. And then we do tournaments all over the Northwest. Uh, we have a great playbook that we sell in the Portland area as well that offers discount golf. So that's a big part of what we do now in the golf world. So we've been, in, we've been around 35 years now. How does it differ, Kirk, between like a show in Oregon or Washington and a show in Indianapolis? Yeah. There, you know, it's, it's interesting that the, the foundation of the show is very similar. The programming we offer, the experience, and we'll talk about that in more detail uh, today. But I think the nuances are, are more focused on the destinations that, interest you know the golfers in those markets mm -hmm. from where we're at people like to travel uh to the desert i my wife and i winter in palm springs so i'm actually 
coming on today from that area after being in Seattle last weekend for our show. So people like to come to the desert or Phoenix, or they like to go Hawaii or Mexico. In the Midwest, there's some really great Midwest uh, destinations that are, a lot of them are drive markets like Mississippi and the Robert Chent Jones Trail mm-hmm. in Alabama. Lake of the Ozarks is one of our partners. That That's just a wonderful golf mecca area. Um, Traverse City, Michigan. Indiana has the Pete Dye Golf Trail. So each area, I think it's that destination that really is unique to each of the shows that we can bring in. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty cool, actually, to be able to put on a show, uh, kind of focus, if you will, on that area or that region for different things. I watched a couple of film clips of you last night doing an interview. I think it was in Missouri. This was a number of years ago. And that's why I was trying to figure out how to pronounce your last name. But uh, um, but, you know, it's it's true. You go to you get on a plane or you get in your car and you drive to Palm Desert where you're at or uh, North Texas or wherever you're going to go. You go there because not only do you want to play golf, because that's a cool thing and you want to see some of these great courses. But I think you go there because it's a different part of the country and you want to explore, too. Exactly. And, and Portland, I think, has, you know, from Bandon Dunes to Bend, Oregon, mm-hmm. to, you know, a drive market like Walla Walla, which has a hundred wineries, they're going to be featured at our show this year and a beautiful course, Wine Valley. Uh, or you can drive up to Chambers. I mean, yeah. I think Portland has a unique drive market to play world-class golf. Uh, as unique as any market we're in. I would, I would honestly put it at the top uh, with the fact that you have Bandon, you know, a three, I think it's about a four hour drive for Portland. It's eight to nine hours when I drive from Seattle, but then, you know, uh, central Oregon and the bend Oregon area is phenomenal with golf. I mean, you can ski in the morning and golf in the afternoon there almost year round. So, and like I said, you can still travel up to chambers Bay in two and a half hours and play, you know, where the U S open was. So it's very unique, I think to the yeah. Portland area golfer. Yeah, it is. We're kind of, centrally located for a lot of things if you will and you're right going into either down to bandon or over to central oregon if you've never been to central oregon it's quite a it's quite a unique place we're talking with uh kirk turtle here from varsity communications uh kirk is the uh vice president up there and he and i will be back in just a minute and talk more about the upcoming portland golf show right after this please stay with us hi everybody it's jt and this is a special version of grilling at the green grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. And if you'd like to email us, it's pretty easy. Just golf at SalemPDX.com. Golf at SalemPDX.com. We also have, you know, Facebook and Twitter. And we're on Golf News Net. And we will be part of Golf News Net's new um, iHeart. They they started a a golf channel with iHeart with their podcast. And it's all about golf. So we're involved with that, too. Uh, We're talking with Kirk Turner. Turtle today. I've done so many shows this week, Kirk. I'm sorry, my tongue is really uh, 
really tired. Uh, but anyway, what we're talking about is this year's Portland Golf Show. It, it does open its doors on March 25th through the 27th at the Portland Expo Center. You get free rounds of golf, two first equipment, apparel, free golf balls, which most of us need that live around here. Uh, there's over 100 golf exhibits, and that's again at the Expo March 25th through the 27th. You can go to the PortlandGolfShow.com for all the information and how to get tickets, or you can buy them at the door. That's the Portland Golf Show uh, at the Expo 25th through the 27th of March, and I will actually see you there. So, Kirk, um, what can people expect when they show up this year? Yeah, and, and just real key, this is our first year at the Expo Center. We've been at the Oregon Convention Center downtown, and we're really excited to move out to the Expo Center. I think for our clientele, the ease of getting in and out, the parking, the facility is is beautiful inside. There's a a, uh, a seafood uh, show going on at the same time. Oh, spirits! I think it's a, a wine and seafood show going on, and and our our attendees can go into that show at no charge. We're having a pass through between the two shows. Oh, that's cool. And uh, so that's exciting. I'm going to spend a little bit of time at the seafood bar. I'm sure at some point during the day on Saturday over there. I'll be with you. Yeah, very excited to be at the Expo Center. Uh, what can people expect? You mentioned uh, coming to the show and just coming to the show. Uh, shows three days. The ticket you buy, you can come back the next day. If you come out Friday, you can come back Saturday and or Sunday. And pay once. It's $15 for an adult. Uh, we do a, a dollar off for active duty military, police, firefighters, seniors over 60. Kids 12 and under are free. Um, when you... Uh, you do get a, a round of golf to Mount Hood. I'll just read off some of the things we offer at the front sure. door when you buy uh, our, what we call our front door bonus. We have a round at Mount Hood Resort Golf Course for all attendees, two for ones at Claremont Golf Club and Elkridge Golf Course. We're working with Affinity Golf. You get $10 off the first thousand. We have a new uh, uh, partner called Swing U. They have a golf app that in, helps you improve your golf game. Get three months free, the first 1500 First Tee of Portland, a great partner in what they do. And we see this at every show is just how amazing First Tee is and to help developing the game for kids, particularly in the inner city. The first 80 kids on Saturday get a club in, when they come through the door from First Tee. Um, and then we've got a free run of golf for kids at the Campbell's Children's Course, the first 100. So just coming to the show, you get that. The other program we have is our enhanced ticket package. I won't go into too much detail there, but it's a $368 value. Uh, it's limited to 250. They're on sale right now on our website. We sell it for $59. Go to the, when you go to the portlandgolfshow.com page, you'll see all the details on our ticketing and what we offer. And right from there, you can click through to purchase tickets online and get the best deals we can offer. So just coming to the show, you're walking in and for that $15 or $59, you're getting a lot of value um, back and including in our players to passes that sleeve of golf balls from Strixon. Oh yeah. Uh, which is neat. So, you know, I think we've had a lot of good feedback over the years from our partners uh, and attendees like yourself that, you know, we want to put on something that's specific for the Portland golfer that you come, even though I do these all over the, uh, country, my partner and I, when we come to Portland, it's the Portland golf show. It isn't just a road show. It's, this is our, our event for your city. And so one of the things we want to do is offer a real experience of trying out all the latest clubs. We've got Callaway, Cleveland's Cobra, Mizuno, Odyssey, Ping, Srixon, TaylorMade, Titleist, and Tourage. All those manufacturers 
will be on site. And uh, I don't know, have you been to the PGA merchandise show before? No, I have not gone down there, but it's, this is a mini merchandise show, isn't it? Kind of. It really is. And uh, so that usually takes place late, late January. And we've attended my business partner, Dick Stevens went this year. Um, And so all those manufacturers are releasing new product at that show. That's the big industry show that takes place. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to see that equipment, try it out, get fitted right on the spot, working through Fiddler's Green and these manufacturers rep. We also are doing the PXG tour experience. A PXG sells direct. They have their own uh, store in the Portland area. We've worked with them in other markets. They have a big area that's going to be a club fitting experience like we've never had at shows. And they've come out with, you know, they were a high-end line that was like $250 to $300 a club, right? Right. Very expensive, very, you know, professionally fit to your swing and what you do. They now have a more economical line that runs around $79 a club. And they can't keep them in the store. It's just exploding. I think every, every attendee, if you haven't been fitted for clubs, it makes a huge difference in your golf game. I can... Yeah, I can verify that, Kurt. Um, For years, I, uh, you know, I buy decent clubs and play with them, but they were never made for me. They were just off the rack. And after I had my first club fitting, and we'll get back to the Portland Golf Show in a minute, folks. But after I had my first club fitting, which was quite a few years ago, what a difference it made. It also made a big difference to the way I felt at the end of the round. You know, physically felt uh, my hands, my back, whatever. Uh, I think that's one of the big things for me, not not just striking the ball, which is most important, but also your physical uh, wear and tear at the end of the round. Right. Yeah. So I didn't mean to jump in and step on you there. but That's okay. And I, you know, I have been playing golf for 25 plus years and uh, got fitted for the first time last summer. And. You know, it's not going to take you to a scratch handicap, but no. I did see, you know, three or four strokes come off. I think feeling and golf is such a game of confidence, right? I mean, it's all about what's between your ears as you're standing over the ball and having a feel that this was really fit to what my swing is. Yeah. was just some extra confidence that, you know, and we all have gone and swung clubs and felt like this is the one, but to have a professional give you some additional insight into shaft angle all those things and then trying the different manufacturers and they're, you know, standing over looking at the club is one factor, but also that, you know, how it feels, how the ball feels coming off the club is obviously another. Absolutely. We're talking with uh, Kirk Turtolo. I tell you, I got to go wash my tongue. It's just not working. Kirk Turtolo from VP Varsity Communications up there in Seattle, about the Portland Golf Show. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Kirk right after this on Grilling at the Green. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Hey, welcome back to uh, Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, KSEY. Uh, WEEU back in Pennsylvania, the Golf News Network, and a few other places around where there's, my, there's no wanted poster pictures of me anyway. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Intended. Also, Ben Hogan Golf, two quality clubs at factory direct prices. That's Ben Hogan 
salemgolf.com. Uh, email us, very simple, golf at salempdx.com. And we're talking with Kirk Turtolo today, VP of Varsity Communications, who uh, promotes and puts on the, the golf show. And um, that's coming up March 25th through the 27th at the Expo Center out there in North Portland. Lots of parking. And so you don't have to worry about that. That was always one of the problems with the show being right downtown at the convention center was parking. I mean, right. unless, unless you wanted to pay the city of Portland parking rates, which I did. I mean, that's not a big deal, but uh, for people who were only going to be in there for, you know, maybe an hour because they were doing something specific and gone, it was tough to find parking sometimes down there. Yeah, definitely. And then other events they had taking place at the, at the, convention center it was a great facility yeah and the light, the light rail trains went close by but i think um i think we've got a good fit with the expo center and i see a lot of other consumer shows out there that are getting good attendance now yes they just had the boat show out there recent weeks so excited yeah. to be there yeah it's good it's big and it can hold um everybody had you when when you and dick started this um way back when and you were talking about how you purchased the portland show and we're doing that had you guys had any experience in doing that i've had some experience in doing those things and it's a big job <laughs> well yeah we had uh we had developed the seattle golf show and then we branched into the bay area in la and we're and it's launched shows there on our own but we always, you know, a key factor is to really tie into the USGA and PGA sections in each of the markets, their membership, their, their leadership in the game of golf, along with first tee and LPGA or EWGA groups have always been critical to our success. So we work with uh, Southern California Golf Association, Northern California Golf Association, the OGA, the Oregon Golf Association in each of these markets. And so when uh, I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name, John, who owned the show before us, we start, you know, you, you begin to kind of have a, a, a you know, a friendship and, and you're all, sure. you're not trying to compete with each other. You're trying to share best practices and no one's trying to, you know, we, you want to be sure your show day. We wouldn't want Seattle and Portland to be on the same weekend. So we're always talking with the other shows in our markets to make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes. And that led to, a conversation with John about purchasing the show and just a, a just a really incredible gentleman that he was. And, uh, and so we had the opportunity and, and Dick and I have always looked at, you know, how can we grow and, and expand what we're doing, but also provide genuine value to our partners and then attendees coming to events like this. We also have a whole side of our company that does culinary events. And we've produced wine and food events uh, on our own, distillery events. We worked at James Beard Foundation. I've done a number of events in the Portland area prior to the pandemic in that world. And so you talk to people about what we do and they're, they're like, wow. So you do golf and culinary. That's a pretty good combination. You're in the same kind of world with <laughs> what you do with barbecue and grilling. And yes. So, but it's hard work. There's no doubt it's hard work. And, you know, what we've done to come through the pandemic uh, I think is somewhat of a miracle, but just very thankful that, uh, you know, we've been blessed by God and our hard work. And oh, so absolutely. Excited by uh, being back in Portland in a couple of weeks. When you get feedback from 
the consumer, the attendees at one of your golf shows, Kirk, uh, how much does that weigh in your decision making? I mean, if you do shows and I've done them before, folks, but I used to promote concerts and stuff a long time ago. Uh, feedback's important. But is there feedback that say, man, I think we should go to more of whatever more is X. Uh, maybe it's more um, simulators or maybe it's more synthetic putting greens, whatever it is. And then you not that you want to boot anybody out of the show. You would never do that, but you would maybe invite some other companies to come in. How important is that feedback to you guys? Well, it's essential. I mean, I think, you know, people want to see the clubs. They want to be able to buy equipment. They want to be taught how to improve their game. Wellness has been a big component of what we focus on as well. Sure. And then, you know, making it a fun experience. You know, we call about we call it stickiness. You know, when somebody comes in, we just don't want them walking aisles of booths and picking up sheets of paper. We want them to have an interactivity to their experience. So we have lots of contests, lots of games you can play. And this year in particular, to be honest, it, you know, with what's happened in the golf world, we're not going to have as much equipment for sale. We got some retail areas. We got uh, Par West Golf, which is one of the new stores in the mm -hmm. Portland area coming out, Fiddler's Green. But these retailers won't have as much equipment and uh, accessories as they have in past years. It's just the reality. The, there's no equipment out there. Everything has just been bought up by consumers left and right. Um, but we'll have a we'll have a good display there in our retail areas. What we've looked to do is create more experiences. I mentioned PXG, and I would really encourage your audience uh, if they're coming to show to set aside some time to really go into the PXG tour experience and have their experts work with you on fitting uh, your swing to their clubs and see what that looks and feels. You're going to get that. Uh, along the demo testing and fitting zone with the other manufacturers, but PXG is going to have their own area. So that's, that's a real highlight that's new to the Portland show this year. Um, we do our chipping contest, our putting contest. We have a simulator doing long drives and uh, KPs throughout the weekend. Those are always crowd favorites. Uh, we're finalizing our main stage. We always want to get some really great teachers in the market to come up and do some group lessons and you know, answer questions. People sit and listen to this and have some great questions. Last week in Seattle, uh, we had Joanne Foreman, who was a LPGA. She had won the 1983 U.S. Women's Amateur. Mm -hmm. We had the head uh, uh, pro from Chambers Bay, who did a great segment on the train, a really good training or uh, work on the driving range of how you should hit. I years just go and hit my nine iron 10 times my eight iron my seven and he goes that's not the way to do it you go out go to the range and play around a golf on the range yeah rotate by different lies don't just hit the same shot 15 times because golf is not a game of perfect you know you're going to be hitting different lies different clubs so yesterday i went out and after warming up i said okay i got my driver it's a 400 yard par four to start hit it how'd i do 120, 140 out. I'm hitting my nine iron that I get on the green and just, I just played around a golf for nine yeah. to 12 holes that way. And honestly, it was bumpy at first, but then I got a rhythm to it and it felt like, boy, I'm really feeling, you know, like I'm in a game right now rather than just swinging and hitting balls. So that main stage is something I'd really uh, uh, encourage uh, your audience coming to just to, 
you know, look at what that schedule is. It'll be on our website in the days before the show, who's speaking and when, and take advantage of that. Um, Michelob Ultra is our welcoming sponsor, and we're going to have a really cool 19th hole that you can hang out. And we've got different spirits partners with Hood River Distilleries yeah, um, and doing things there. We have a free lesson area that you can take advantage of. Uh, other partnerships, Loophole Golf, uh, different range, range finders. Loophole being one of them is going to be on site and really dialing that part of your game. And I, I use a range finder and would yes. know what to do with it. Uh, so again, the programming that we want to do based, you know, what you're saying about your question is right. We want feedback from our audience as to uh, uh, what we can do to create a deeper connection each year with the show. I'd, I'd say one challenge, and it continues to be, is to get more programming for women, specifically at the show. We, we brought in and do a family day on Saturday, a kids and family day with First Tee. We have programming on the stage. We do fun things for the kids throughout Saturday. I'd, I'd say the you know, one thing we can always do better is to have more programming for women. Joanne Foreman being on the stage in Seattle was one of those focuses to have an LPGA member, former member, speaking about her, talking about her experiences. Sure. You know, having more women's apparel and, you know, instructors to the women's game is something that we look to do continually. Well, I think that's that's very important because they make up 51 percent of the population. We've done pretty good getting um, some great interviews over the years with some of the, you know, top uh, players and top commentators like Dottie Pepper, um, you know, Kay Cockrell, uh, Renee Powell, some of those people. So we're going to do that. Listen, Kirk and I are going to take a break. We're going to be back here uh, on Grilling at the Green in just a minute. Don't go away. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to uh, Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. And uh, we're talking about the uh, Portland Golf Show coming up here the 25th through the 27th of March out at the Expo Center. And we're talking with uh, Kirk Turtolo, the one of the VPs or the VP, I should say, from Varsity Communications in Seattle. But before we get back to talking with Kirk, here is Bruce Furman, our good buddy and my pal with his tip of the week. Hi, this is Bruce Furman. I'm the director of instruction out at Langdon Farms, and I'm going to give you a tip today on how to practice. When I practice my own game, I keep notes every time I practice. I put them in my smartphone, and and I have a constant list. And and a lot of things I do the same, but every once in a while I'll be practicing, I'll feel this or that. I always write that down so I have my notes to look at. And and I, of course, understand my swing. And a lot of players, average players, have really no clue about their own swing. They, They listen to cliches from their playing partners like, Keep your head down, swing easy, left arm straight, those kind of cliches. But they don't really understand their own golf swing. So you should take a lesson from a from a good teaching professional and really understand your swing. And then that teacher should give you certain drills and ways to practice. And the drills are designed for your swing and your problems. So then when you practice, whatever little time you have, you're practicing that that's making some difference in your game and you're not just guessing and listening to your buddies or, 
or there's a lot of information on the internet, but most of it's not good for your game. So you got to be careful when you listen to those things. So, so understand your swing, learn how to practice, do the right drills, and you'll get better even with limited amount of time to practice. So I hope that helps. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. You can find out more about Bruce and his training. He is the director of instruction over at Langdon Farms. So just go to Langdon Farms and look up uh, instruction, and there's his smiling face. Now let's get back and talk some more with Kirk Turtolo, VP of uh, Adversity Communications. What's the biggest joy? I mean, I know we all do this stuff to make money. That's our business. But there's got to be some joy and happiness in it, too, for you, Kirk. What would that be? You know, there, there's a number of things. I, I, I've been blessed to do this for a lot of years in different sports. And I think, and in the culinary world, I think you would say this too, as you see it is when you see people enjoying kind of the fruits of your labor, they're enjoying being at a golf show yeah. and, and, or at a culinary event, you know, it's, it's, it's humbling on, I, I try not to pat myself too much on the back. We have an incredible team that puts these shows on. So it's, it's certainly not just me by any means. My partner, Dick, is a phenomenal talent. He travels all over the country and creates amazing partnerships. And, but we have an amazing team that, you know, works their tail off to try to put on an experience that people go, that was a great use of my time. I really enjoyed it. And you can see it, you know, by and large, when they're leaving the show floor with smiles on their faces. So I think, sure. and, then, and then to, you know, hear from your clientele, who, you know, it's hard-earned money they're deciding to spend on somewhere to market their business. And you've convinced them that your show is the way to do it. And to get feedback from them that it was, you know, well worth the investment. They see a real upside. Many of our clients come back year after year, I'd say 70 to 80% come back year after year. Sure. Uh, One question. One of my friends on Twitter uh, asked me the other day, because I told him I was going to be talking to you. And are they going to require um, proof of vaccination to get into the show. Here's here's it's it's been uh, uh, an interesting ride with COVID. Uh, when we decided we we're going to relaunch the show back in the late summer, things looked like everything was calming down, and then Delta hit, and then it calmed down in October, November, and then Omicron hit. So you know, in the Midwest, there's never been any restrictions. It's just right. the, it's the wild west there. Um, Seattle and Portland, uh, a few months back had, you know, very heavy restrictions, which was mass mandatory, uh, COVID full COVID vaccination or a negative test within 72 hours and social distancing. Things had relaxed in Portland last month to strictly a mask mandate and social distancing. And so we were going that route. And now the state of Oregon is lifting the mask mandate as of March 12th. So the official word for our show is, um, we're gonna encourage mask wearing. It's not mandatory, but we, we believe in safety. And we're working on you know encouraging social distancing. We're gonna ask, basically we've turned our rules into kind of the etiquette of golf. Right. We play, you know, we play a game, a gentleman's game. We, we follow the rules, we self-monitor ourselves when we play the game of golf we're going to get out of here kirk is going to stick around for after hours that's where the really fun part begins as you know kirk turtolo from the vp of uh up there at varsity communications and the uh proprietors of the portland golf show coming up march 25th through the 27th kirk thank you very much 
Thank you so much, JT. No problem. We'll be back next week with another edition of Grilling at the Green. And everybody, you know, have fun out there and be nice. Take care. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.